On today's episode, I go behind the scenes to really debrief to you the debrief I just had with my team. And this debrief was all about me going away for seven days and then coming back and basically asking what worked, what didn't work, what's changed as a result of me being away, and what are we going to do differently in the future? It was one of the most incredible meetings I've ever had. And I just wanted to share it with you because there's so many great take homes to learn from this. You can apply to your business to avoid some of the mistakes you made. And yes, there was definitely some big mistakes and some big learning uh, uh, opportunities here, but also some just amazing things that happened, some changes without my input, some things that will improve our company going forward for the better. And I really wanted to get this out and share it with you. So listen in if you wanna know all about what happened when I went away for seven days and the great stuff that happened as a result and also the not so great stuff. So the question is this, how do entrepreneurs like us who don't have an endless supply of cash, how do we leverage the best apps, virtual assistants, automation tools and systems to scale our businesses, increase our profits and have more time to do what we love to do each day? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Dr. Steve Day and this is Systemize Your Success. Okay, so the background to this episode is that I went away for seven days and I've come back for one day just to check in and do a couple of bits. Then I'm going away again for seven days. And I felt this was a great opportunity for me to have a debrief with my team to find out sort of what had gone well while I was away, what had gone badly, um, you know, any learnings that could be taken. And really, it was just meant to be a sort of a check in before I then head off again and just to make sure everything's okay. What actually came about from this was was something remarkable. I, I could never have imagined how actually the amount of positive outcomes that result resulted in me being away for seven days. And that's not to say everything went swimmingly and quite the opposite. Things did not go well. And that's actually what really helped the fact or helped the team to pull together to actually become a better working unit with better levels of communication, with a better understanding of each other's roles and and just ability to work more independently simply by overcoming some of the challenges. Now, we have a, a mantra in our business or we have one of our, our values is about you know learning from mistakes. I always quote the Michael Jordan in this when he says, you know, when someone says, oh, how, what do you, what do you put your incredible success down to? And I'm quoting badly here, but the point is that the point is correct. You know, the take home will be, 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 be correct, I should say. Um, but he's saying, you know, how do you, how, what do you put down uh, all your success to? And he, and he says, I failed more than anybody else. So I failed, I missed more shots. I failed or lost more games. I, whatever, whatever. I failed, I failed, I failed. And, but because I failed more than anybody else, I also achieved more. And nobody focused in on Michael Jordan's failures. They only focus in on his successes. And that's a mantra that I try to install into my, install in my team. But it's very hard sometimes to really, to, to get people to believe that when they make mistakes, good things happen. And sometimes they just have to see the proof of that before they really believe it. A, do they believe that I, as the business owner, aren't going to jump down their throats and tell them how terrible they are and they should never make mistakes and what they, what the hell they think they're doing? And B, does it really improve anything as a result of making mistakes? And, and this week was a great opportunity for mistakes to happen without me able to jump in and sort of fix everything. I did have to jump in right at the beginning because it was a Saturday uh, when when one mistake happened and and I was away and I just needed to fix some things. I'm not gonna say that I, you know, it, things don't always go swimmingly, always go to plan. So that's the reality of it, but I don't wanna, you know, pretend things, anything different. Uh, but, oh, I'm not gonna 
a ton of different stories of what actually happened here. So um, anyway, let me explain exactly what I did happen. That will really ex uh, explain uh, and clarify what I'm talking about and the lessons you can take from this. All right. So I went away on the Friday and on that day, there was a bunch of uh, uh, incoming messages came in asking about our services, asking about what we did. It was based on a really nice post one of our clients did. Uh, Lucy posted into a Facebook group and saying that she'd had a great experience working with us in systemizing a property-related business. And then we got loads of inquiries from that. And it was literally just at the minute I was going away and walking out the door. So I didn't have time to put a plan into place. And we've got, you know, we have uh, certain things in place for incoming messages, for referrals. And so I just had to let the team sort of get on with stuff. But we did make a couple of quick changes that week to, for example, the call booking link. We've got a slightly different call booking process now to, to speak with me. We have a, a short questionnaire that people fill out. So just to make sure that I'm you know, speaking to the right kind of people, right kind of businesses that we can actually help. And uh, and, and there was a change to the, to the actual call booking link itself. So as a result, when I went away on Friday, or was I, sorry, I went on the Thursday, I was driving on the Friday. I went on the Thursday. On the Friday... I sort of like just happened to see a, a notification in Facebook about a post that had gone out or a message gone out. Sorry, not a message, a messenger. And it had the wrong link. And I was like, oh, you know, why does it happen the day you go away, you know? And so I had to basically uh, try and sort this out, just ping a few messages backwards and forwards. And in the end, I had to actually jump in and just do a couple of fixes. But the result in that was that the person who's responsible for this, I think, felt really bad about it. And they started stressing about their job. We also have, you know, alongside this, just to put the whole team, what the work was going on, was we were launching we were launching a new webinar. So I've got one of my team for the first time ever creating the slide deck for the webinar from start to finish. And we've done this before in the past in the company, but she's never done this before. And so she's creating probably about 200 slides for a webinar that I've just done. I've got a uh, my marketing manager coordinate, coordinating the entire team for the first time without my involvement at all uh, on launching the actual webinar. So putting the webinar uh, into the evergreen and then getting out onto YouTube through ads. And then I also got my um, my operations manager. Basically, she's taking care of my clients in my absence and also doing all of our usual sort of stuff. And there's quite a lot of stuff, quite a lot of spinning plates going on. And so I've got one staff member feeling really, you know, stressed because she's basically sent the wrong link out. It's all, you know, a bit of a bit of a stressful situation. We've then got uh, and then me me thinking on Thursday, oh no, I'm gonna have to or on Saturday, oh, I'm gonna have to jump back in on Monday and have another meeting and sort it all out. And uh, and then on the Sunday, I just thought, no, just just let them sort it out, Steve. You know, just sit back. They're all you know intelligent human beings. I'm on holiday. Let them deal with it. And so I did. And so I basically went, look, you do do whatever you feel is appropriate. I'll be back on Friday. We'll debrief and then we'll see what's happened. And that's on the premise. We've got a busy team doing lots of new stuff, lots of stress, like deadlines coming up and unrealistic uh, timescales for things and lots of stuff going on that really, you know, could easily be resolved by just speaking to the boss and saying, hey, you know, can we budget this due date? You know, what do we do here? How about this priority? But when you're not there, it suddenly becomes really stressful for your team. And that's one thing I didn't really appreciate was me just chipping in on a daily, on the daily sign up, we have our daily sign up, me just chipping in and being there just to sort of like steer the ship just a little bit left and a little bit right as we're going along makes a huge, huge difference to people's stress levels because suddenly they aren't forced to really, really think, um, you know, ab about structuring their work to the degree of, of, um, you know, which which of these two things is the highest priority? What shall I do here? And if just tweaking things a little bit here and there 
does make the ship run really smooth. So the problem is, or the question I, or, or the challenge that we had was, I wasn't there to do that. And so the ship had to sort of self-right. And it was that sort of situation, you know, when you oversteer, and I, you know, I, if you're steering one way, you oversteer, say on ice or whatever, it's skidding, you steer back too far the other way, you steer back too far, but eventually you get it right. And that's, you know, if I look back on the, on the events of the week when we debrief, that sort of seems like what's happened. So the first few days were a bit all over the place. We had, you know, one of my team members stressing about the deadline for a bunch of slides. And then it actually worked out that she was doing, you know, them in far too much detail and far too high quality to what was actually needed. So she was never going to hit the deadline. We needed something different, a different level of, you know, perfection that she was actually striving for. I'm looking for 70%. She's going for 99. And, and that's where the mismatch was of the due date versus the actual work being done. We've also got somebody you know, coordinating stuff for the first time who's you know, desperately trying to do it by herself, but also still to fall back asking me a few questions. And it was hard for me just to go, just, you know, it's your project, you deal with it, you know, you make the decisions and then just like step away and, and so let that person just get on with stuff. But I did. And, and so that was good. And, um, and then we had the situation with the, the links and stuff that I described earlier. And so... Um, as this week went on, as I was saying, they sort of steered one way and there was stress and then um, people like worrying about stuff. But then I realized that actually what was happening, well, I didn't realize at the time, but in hindsight, was they weren't meeting. They didn't continue our daily stand-ups. And it's a massive, massive take-home and something we debriefed on at the end, which has just like they've concreted in their heads now the importance of that meeting. It used to be a bit like, oh, there's a daily stand-up. Steve's going to be there. We'll go because Steve's there and he wants that daily stand up for his sake. So he can, you know, see what's going on in the business. I don't think they ever realized the value of that meeting for their purposes because it's always been there. But when they decided off their own back not to do that meeting and instead just post into the chat like what their, their daily stand up was, then they lost that connection, that daily connection with the team. And that ability to very coordinate very easily and just basically resolve any small problems and, you know, get the ship back on 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 track, so to speak. And so what happened was after sort of three days, there was some emergency meetings were called and uh, the marketing team all got together on one side of things. The uh, podcast promotion team got together on another side of things and they basically had long meetings to sort out the problems that had arisen over the over the past four days. I mean, just bear in mind, this is only four days of being away. And so on the Thursday, there was these big meetings that resolved huge amounts of stuff and actually paved the way to, a, I think, what will be a much, much better working uh, environment for the whole team. And, but I think, but it also we reflected, and this is really one of the big, big take-homes from this, that had those daily stand-ups happened on a daily basis, that, those crisis meetings wouldn't have been necessary. But there were a couple of things that I think that really would have made the difference that even with the daily standups, a couple of things needed to happen for them to be truly effective. And I'm not convinced before all these crises happened, if those would have actually, uh, if, if these things would have come up in those daily standups um, without prompting. And that, often that prompting comes from me uh, in, the, in the real life, in the real world, so to speak. So, the number one thing I think that people, or sorry, the two things that people didn't do or don't do regularly in the daily silence without prompting, and this is going to be part of our um, our like uh, checklist for the daily silence from now on, is one, are any of the tasks I'm currently doing taking longer than the estimated time? 
So we have an estimated time for every task we do, whether it's a recurring task or something that we've done ad hoc. And we say, if you are, if the task is taking longer than the estimated time, you should ask for advice. Now, the reason we do that isn't because we're trying to micromanage people, isn't because we're trying to point fingers when people take too long over tasks. It's because that if something is taking longer than expected, only one of two things could be really the problem. Either the estimated time is unrealistic, it's either too high or too low, or that the person is struggling or doing the task wrong. So I guess three things, if struggling, doing the task wrong, and the time is actually um, inappropriate. So one of those three things has got to be, be fixed. And so if the time is taking longer than expected, or shorter in fact, then bringing that up as part of the daily stand-up, saying, hey, I'm working on a task at the moment, I've already gone over my estimated time, I'm not even halfway through, is a brilliant opportunity to actually look at that quickly, nip the problem in the bud and sort out before all of the due dates get pushed back and we start getting stressed about not getting work done and etc. etc. So that's number one. Like basically flagging up issues with the estimated time and therefore identifying very early when things are going awry or if they've been done too quickly again because it's probably been done wrong so by the time someone reviews the results it may be too late but if you know you finish a task in 10 minutes and the estimated time is four hours then maybe that's worth flagging up as well saying hey you know i've been working on this task i've done it already but it was meant to take me four hours maybe i've maybe i've done something wrong maybe i'm missing the point here and the, and the likelihood is you are it could be that actually it's just more efficient than we thought so therefore we can change the estimated time for next time but it needs to be flagged up. So that's the first thing in our in our daily sense that we're going to start doing now, talking about estimated times on a regular basis. The second thing is about prioritization. And I thought we had this nailed. So I thought that we had, so we have basically quite a, a, a structured way of prioritizing our work. We have our quarterly goals and they are prioritized from one to, to whatever number of goals there is, one to seven or whatever it is for that quarter. Uh, we also have a way of prioritizing work. So if somebody goes off ill, that they there is a priority of which, which of their tasks are done in their absence and how long we can wait for that person to either be on holiday or be off ill before we start sort of reallocating that work. So some stuff has to be done the same day. Other stuff can wait three days. Other stuff can wait seven days. And so therefore, when we're prioritizing you know, our own work and we think, you know, I've got loads on the moment, I've got really a super... Uh, higher priority task uh, for the quarterly goals. I need to get it finished by uh, you know tomorrow, but I can't do all my regular tasks. Then by having this this ability to push tasks back by a few days, and um, by saying you know okay we can give it three days before we finish this, then it gives those people that flexibility without them having to ask. So um, we've got that, and we've also got just the the hierarchy of the type of task. So sales related tasks uh, trump. Um, so uh, well, say sales and customer service are the top two. And if one of those two things needs to be done first, we prioritize, generally speaking, customer service, but it's different departments. It's rarely a crossover. So it's generally speaking, customer service, sales, uh, marketing, operations is the, is the order that our prioritization goes in. And there are probably very rare exceptions to that, but it gives a framework. And so that prioritization framework, our quarterly goals, all prioritize one to whatever, and our, each of the... Um, recurring tasks given a level of priority so people know what they can push back for a day or two and things they have to do that day that has really taken away a huge amount of procrastination from people about about prioritization but interestingly this week 
when I wasn't there at all, it, there's quite a few problems came up with that. And the simple solution to this was not, you know, we did it in the debrief. I looked at, you know, what else do we need to do? How could we systemize the prioritization uh, any more than we already have? Because we've done quite a lot already. Um, and I don't think the answer is more systems or more frameworks or more hierarchies of prioritization. It was more of a, a behavioral thing. And the problem was that the person or people, because it doesn't, it's not just one person actually, this is a couple of people that had, had different problems and different, uh, di their own workload. But they got stuck in a rut and they were trying to solve that problem themselves. And because they were so busy, they didn't really think objectively about the importance of the work they were doing. Everything became important. They were worried about not finishing, you know, task A and task B, but actually task C and task D were actually more important and quicker to do. But they didn't see that. So they got basically, you know, head down, just get on with work. She, she was working overtime. So she typically works eight hours this person. She was working 10 hours a day. She was, um, uh, that was affecting her other responsibilities in life. And she was becoming stressed by it. And when I you know, heard about this, I was like, you know, ho, ho, you know, get together, have a chat about this. I just, you know, I saw that in the chat. So I did just jump in and say, look, get together, have a chat about this, sort your priorities out and just do eight hours a day. You know, that was my, 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 I gave a little bit more, but that, that's sort of my general high level feedback. But I did let them get on with sort of um, getting together and actually discussing this. And they got together and they did discuss it and they did prioritize and they did then give this person help in structuring the work. They actually put some, some stages in place to break this very big task of creating 200 slides for a new slide deck into, into bite-sized chunks into sort of like stage one, stage two, stage three. And therefore that person became a bit less stressed. Also the team, and this is the really important thing about this daily standup, uh, is the team chipped in and said, hey, you've got a lot of really high high priority stuff. So this is, this is uh, uh, number two of our quarterly goals and a sales related task. This is super high priority, this person's work. And so the team chipped in and said, look, is there any of your daily tasks, any of your recurring tasks that I can take off you so you can focus on this one really important task that you've been given to do. And so the team got together and helped. So by that person opening up, sharing that they were struggling with prioritizing their work, they simply did not have enough hours in the day, even if, if they worked, you know, 10 hour shifts instead of eight hours. Even at that, they weren't able to actually get everything done. Could, they, could people possibly, you know, help her out? And by doing that, everybody chipped in. It brought the team together massively like the, the the feeling in today's meeting was just fantastic. There was like like people like the people in my company were saying is the best team they've ever worked in in their twenty odd year history of of working in in business or you know in, for companies and just such a great vibe in this in the company. I think like I imagine it could have gone either way. It could have been just like a a spiral of disaster and complicated mess so i came back to basically a you know a, a stress pit of of just uh uncoordinated uh mayhem in my business or what did happen was quite the opposite that it sort of as i said it started out like it was swinging from one way to the other it wasn't really happening and then they had a couple of meetings it got back on track a bit they had this big get together team working like completely off their own back organized without my involvement and bang back on track, feeling motivated, like with plans in place, with realistic due dates, everybody in agreement that, they, you know, the plan was good and they cracked on. So when I got here today, I literally had, I mean, I chipped in a couple of ideas, but it wasn't me coming in to fix stuff. 
it was me coming in to really observe what had happened. And that, for me as a business owner, was remarkable. It was one of those moments in business when I'm thinking, I'm, you know, I'm getting there. I'm really getting this stuff now. My systems that, you know, I've always been quite confident in my systems, but it's getting that systems in place to facilitate the team working to the point when you're no longer needed. That's where my goal is, is trying to, to, to develop these. So it's not just all about the leader and how brilliant they are at sort of putting the right people in place. It's a combination of, you know, being a good leader, being a you know competent leader, but also having great systems to allow you ta- to actually remove yourself. And, and that's that's what I, th- I feel today was sort of a, a real big step in that right in, in that direction to, to saying, yeah, I've, I've nailed this. And so uh, I'm excited and I wanted to share that. So this is it. Uh, this is me sharing it. Um, so, yeah, what are my big three take homes from this? So. My biggest take home is that you need to find a way to go away and give your team the autonomy to work independently and to figure out their own solutions to their mistakes. That is a massive, massive stepstone for any business leader, any business owner. Um, but the quicker you can do that and to allow your team to just to actually get on with stuff. And this works better when you've got more than one person. A team of one isn't actually very useful because they will procrastinate and worry. And yes, they may be very good at independent working, but it's that collaboration that really, really uh, is when when things take off. So if you've got two, three, four, five people, whatever, brilliant. This is this is you know a perfect opportunity to do it. So give people that autonomy to make the decisions and then debrief at the end and try to stay out of stuff and just let people figure it out. And then in that debrief, and I think what I did really well in that debrief was I listened. I asked, you know, what went well? Uh, I asked them, what was their what number one thing that went brilliant that week? And I started the meeting off like that. I then asked um, what things are they going to do differently next week? Because I'm going away again next week. What things are they going to do differently next week to ensure that the same sort of problems don't arise again and to just make things even better? And that was a good way of doing it, I think. It wasn't like, oh, one thing went well, what one thing went badly, you know, what are you going to do to improve? It was literally, what are you going to do next week to make sure things go better? And that was nice because it wasn't theoretical. It's like, you know, putting into practice. And again, I just agreed. I went, yep, that sounds good. Um, regardless of, you know, my thoughts or if I think it's a good idea or not, I just said yes. But actually, you know, I do. I think it was brilliant ideas, everything they said. Um, and one of the big things they they took away, and what I want to finish on here with my third big takeaway is that the one thing of anything that they regretted doing and will change going forward is that they should have done the daily stand-ups live, as in all together on the same Zoom meeting, once a day at the beginning of the shift as early as possible. Now, it can't be at the very beginning of everyone's shift because I work in different time zones. So the earliest the earliest time possible for the person who late works the latest, if that makes sense. So for me, I work. I live in Sweden, so we typically do it at my time. So I do it at 9am my time. And uh, and that allows everyone in the team to be there on, uh, at the same time. And so that is that for me was a massive, massive, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A nod to say the daily stand-ups are as important as I think they, I believe they were. And it was interesting. We had a, a, a debate with one of the community members this week in, in the Facebook group about daily stand-ups. And I posted about daily stand-ups a little while ago. And this person challenged the the a need for daily stand-ups and called them micromanagement. And and I countered that and said, far from micromanagement, I believe the daily stand-up is the opposite. 
it allows me to allow my team to get on with stuff and me just to nudge the ship in the right direction um, and just to be there to support them when, they, when someone has a problem and to coordinate um, the the cooperation between the team members. If you're unsure what I mean by daily stand-up, it's a 15-minute, or oh, a three-minute per person meeting, I should say. We've got five or so it's 15 minutes. Three minutes per person meeting where we get together and simply say, what am I going to do today? What challenges do I foresee and do I need help with anything? And are there actually any learnings or lessons that could be shared from yesterday that I want to share with the group? So that's all we think about. So that's all we talk about in the daily stand-up. We don't assign new tasks. We don't talk about anything in depth, in detail. That can be done in a different position, different place, different part of the week, in a different meeting. But daily stand-up is very quick. It's a get. It's meant. To, it's called a stand-up because the idea is if you do this in person, you stay standing. So therefore, it doesn't mean it means the meeting is is quick. You're not wasting time sitting down, standing up, and and getting comfortable. Uh, it's a very meant to be a very quick meeting, and. Um, so I've been doing this for a while now. I think it's the most most effective meeting that you can possibly uh, instill in your business. And except for the one-to-ones, which I've talked about many, many times, but this is as a team meeting. And it, by far, far from being micromanagement, I think it's the opposite. And what's really interesting is that even if I'm not there, now of the staff's own back, their own decisions, they would do this regardless of if I'm there or not. So how can that be micromanagement? I do not know. Uh, so I stand by this. I think it's one of the most effective meetings you can do, especially if you're a small team and you don't feel like doing a whole big you know, team meeting thing. And uh, then I would still do this. But um, interesting, again, the, the this team has decided next week they're going to do the company team meeting, the marketing team meeting and the daily standups all without me because they realize the importance of all of those meetings to coordinate their work. It's not about me being there. It's about them having a platform to discuss and to coordinate and to prioritize work for the rest of the week. So really, really interesting take homes uh, from from this session. And uh, if anything else interesting happens next week, I'll uh, be sure to debrief you on that too. But yeah, just fantastic, I think, results uh, and such a great feeling after that meeting, after hearing and seeing um, just the, the how much the team have, have have evolved, how much they've actually grown as a team, they've come together as a team, but actually as individuals and, and realizing that they don't need me to make every decision for them. They can do a lot of stuff in my absence. And I, I actually, one of the questions I'll, I'll leave with this. So the question I left the team at the end of that debrief today was, or not the question, the proposition I made was, I'm going to wait for another week. And they've got a week now to then put into practice the stuff they'd um, they they decided that they needed to do next week, which I've discussed. And I said, when we next do the debrief, so it'll be a week on Monday now, we'll do the debrief again. When we next do that debrief, have a think. Do you think we should change our standard working practices in any way as a result of this, these the lessons you've learned while I've been off, while I've been off? So, you know, I've not been there for well, best part of two weeks. You know, things have ticked along quite nicely. Is it actually more effective for me not to be involved so much in decision making? Is there a better way of working? And I've I've tried to discuss this before um, over the past sort of twelve months or so, um, but I've never had I've never thought of doing it immediately after me being away, when they've actually the team have had to work more independently without me and my involvement, and then having a proper scheduled debrief to discuss this very one thing. How can we improve our working practice based on the learnings from me being away for you know a few days or a couple of weeks or whatever? So that's it. I'll let you know how it goes. But yeah, hope you found that useful.
a uh, bit of a back, uh, sorry, a uh, behind the scenes look at really what goes on in 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 our in our company and what we've learned from this this uh, this experience that we've had about me going away and uh, letting the team get on with stuff. Thanks very much indeed. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, please do leave us a review. Leave me a re- review. Let me know how this you know resonates with you. You found this useful. Just click on the app right now. Um, you know, if you're on uh, Apple Tunes, just go on to leave a review. Leave me uh, you know how many stars you think it's worth. Five star makes a huge huge difference to our reach. So give me a five star um, rating if you believe it's worth it. Uh, whatever um, app you want, do it right now. Please do. It helps other people hear about this. Gets, it helps me reach a wider audience and help more people with our, our mission of helping 10,000 business owners survive in a world where most fail and in doing so create 100,000 meaningful and lasting careers for people who really deserve them. That's our mission. And if you share this, if you uh, like this, if you leave us a review, it will help us reach that mission that little bit faster. Thank you very much indeed. Have a nice day. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me and listening to this episode. I'm well aware there are hundreds of great business podcasts out there and you chose to listen to this one. And for that, I am truly grateful. Hopefully what you heard today took you one step closer to building a successful business so you can share your passion with the world and serve an ever-growing number of people. If you got value out of today's episode, then so will someone else you know. By sharing with others what has helped you along your way, you will grow your influence and be the guy or girl that everybody wants to know. So please hit the share button right now and also remember to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss future episodes. It's impossible for me to cover absolutely everything in these podcasts. So please do head over to systemizeyoursuccess.com right now and download the show notes, transcriptions, and some of my best frameworks and systems for free. Thanks again for tuning in and being a part of this amazing community. Until next time, this is Dr. Steve Day and you've been listening to Systemize Your Success.